When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside tonight with my co-host, Clint Richardson. Clint, not, uh, well, I was going to say not the best weekend for Auburn baseball, but it was just a sucky weekend for Auburn baseball. It wasn't, it wasn't a very good weekend at all. Um, Tigers went one and three on the week with the sole win being over non-conference uh, foe Jacksonville State. And then they headed up to Nashville, and um, the food was good. That's about the only positive we had in Nashville. Um, yeah, you you made that trip. Yo, wait, you made both of these trips. Yes, I made both trips. Uh, but Jacksonville State, we'll get to in a second. But Nashville, the food was good. Hospitality was nice. Baseball sucked. Um, it uh, we dropped all three games. Put us it puts us at twenty seven and seventeen overall and ten and eleven in the SEC. Um first time I think under five hundred this season um in the SEC for the Auburn Tigers. Yes, I believe I think you're right. Um three game skid really hurts. So going into this weekend, we felt like um we felt like in order to get a regional uh, we needed to go five and seven in the last twelve games, um, the last twelve SEC games. Um, now we probably need to go five and four. Uh, so it's going to be a little more difficult, but we'll talk in a little bit about the re- remaining schedule. But for now, let's get started on uh, Tuesday's game at Jacksonville State. Auburn carried the big momentum from the big series win over Ole Miss into Tuesday night in Jacksonville and was able to beat the Gamecocks 14-2, to and it was just a bloodbath the entire game. Um, you got to go make that trip, and I know that they have a brand-new stadium, and I hope it was a good one. We couldn't really see much on the broadcast because the outfield camera was pretty much busted. It looked like they were playing in – pitch black most of the game but um almost every pitcher from auburn was looking really good um auburn threw out multiple guys ryan watson got the start um gave up one run had five strikeouts and just over three innings of work uh, devin warner got his first career start i believe in right field um had a pretty good game uh, from the plate went three of four and had three rbis and Auburn's bats just kept going. Uh, no homers, but 
when you put up 14 in a win, it's just a big deal for momentum and, and look to be exactly what Auburn needed going into the Vanderbilt weekend. Yeah, it was a, um, a, a great night overall for Auburn baseball uh, with De- especially, like you said, Devin Warner getting that start. Uh, he went three of four, three RBIs. Great, uh, great night for Devin. And he really displayed the um, just stay ready because you never know when your name's going to get called um, saying and motto because he was ready and he shined in his, in his time that he was given. But um, another guy that had a, a good night was Connor Davis. Connor stayed hot going three of four with four RBIs um, on the night. Uh, another kind of, uh, I guess, newcomer that doesn't get a lot of playing time are two newcomers. Um, Brody Moore uh, got in late in the game. Brody hit a double. And Everett Lau um, got the start, and he hit a double. So just a very good and productive night um, for Auburn baseball. And um, as you said, I made the trip. The stadium was gorgeous. Um, For that size school um, in the OVC, um, just a beautiful, beautiful stadium that they have – uh opened up at in Jacksonville, Alabama. Um it in the background are mountains, um the end of the Appalachian Mountains up in northeastern Alabama. So just a beautiful stadium and uh great night of baseball. Um uh for the pitching, like you said, Watson got the start and then it was by committee. Peyton Glavin, Will Morrison, Blake Scaleshi, I can't ever say that last name. I'm just giving up. <laughs> I'm giving up. Um, Carson Skipper and Bailey Horn. Um, and the five relievers, uh, it looks like five relievers combined for six hits, um, gave up six hits over the course of nearly six innings. So, um, I mean, not a bad outing or – at all by the the midweek guys uh so let's sing sing their praises again just a good win Auburn needed to rebound after having a pretty rough rough midweek uh results the past couple of weeks and to to grab a victory and not get swept by Jacksonville State is you know I think that that's a really good Jets State team and Auburn really needed a good win especially just to keep the momentum going and and what we thought would be a good way to just propel this team into Nashville. Yeah, definitely. But um, Thursday, um, Tigers, well, they headed up to Nashville, but after Tuesday night, um, they didn't, they didn't go home. Uh, They didn't come back to Auburn. Uh, The Tigers stayed in Birmingham uh, Tuesday night. And made a visit and made a trip to Children's Hospital on Wednesday um, to see the uh, children um, that are sick and not doing well. And I think that this has um, become something that Butch tries to do um, once a year with the team. And this year, um, it worked perfectly. Uh, 
with the Tuesday night game and then the Thursday night game. Uh, just the one day in between worked very nicely. And the uh, team visited the children of Children's Hospital. So very nice thing of um, Butch Thompson and Auburn baseball to do. Um, yeah, I love I love that they always do this and, and the many athletic teams across the country and across the world just adopt these kind of causes. And, you know, it's not, it's not one that Auburn really publicizes too much. It's not, you know, meant to be a PR stunt. And it seems like everybody involved just always truly enjoys it. And it, it is a little odd that they kind of did it this weekend. Uh, typically they do it after the trip to Birmingham to face UAB. But, you know, like you said, going from, Jacksonville through Birmingham all the way to Nashville just made made good uh, planning sense to to stop there on the way up. Yes, definitely. So, um, but after Wednesday, Tigers got up to Nashville um, Wednesday night, and they uh, had a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series versus Vanderbilt in Nashville. Um, I wasn't able to make it up for the Thursday night game because of the basketball banquet, but I headed up Friday morning um, and was there for Friday and Saturday. But before we talk about those, let's go ahead and talk about Thursday night's game. Um, we have to. Yeah, nightmare game, four and a half hours. Um, we lost. All right, moving on to Friday. Uh, we lost again. Moving on to Saturday. We lost again. All right, end of show. Um, all right, see you next week. All right, I wish we could do that. But uh, Tigers lost Thursday night's. Uh, 12 to 6 in a nightmare game. Uh, the game lasted four and a half hours. And uh, it, Tanner Burns. Does that include the 45 minute rain delay? Uh, surprisingly, it does. But it felt like four and a half hours. It, it felt like 24 hours, to be honest. Um, and it, sh- <laughs> it, it actually should have been 24 hours because they should have stopped the game and played the game Friday during the day. But no joke, uh, the the rain that was coming down was just insane. It you know it was a little difficult to make it out on TV, but you, know, you could tell that it was just pouring. And, and I wish I knew how much rain actually fell during that game because it was it was tremendous amount, especially playing on you know the entirety of Vanderbilt's field is artificial. The base pass, home plate, even the pitching mound are all artificial turf and it just you know, didn't seem to be the safest place at the time. No, um, not at all. Uh, but Tanner lasted uh, two and a third innings. Um, and then the rain just started pouring, pouring down. Um, and Tanner seemed after he threw one, after he threw a pitch, he seemed to motion, to Steve Smith that he just couldn't do it anymore. He was just done with this rain and he was either going to get, he was either going to get pulled or he was going to make sure the umpire stopped the game. Um, Both ended up happening, but it was um, not good. Um, I, it Tanner didn't seem to appear hurt at all. Um, But you know how baseball injuries are. I mean, Davis Daniel didn't appear hurt the first weekend of the season either. And now he's had Tommy John surgery. So, uh, 
just very, very nervous um, about our ace and how the umpire just wouldn't stop the game, although it was downpouring, um, wouldn't stop – or I shouldn't say the umpire. Marcus Patilio, Patilo, whatever <laughs> his name, however you pronounce that last name, would not stop the game. Yes, I am shouting out Marcus because Marcus was at fault here. So Marcus gets the blame, and I gave Marcus heck this weekend. But enough with that. Um, <laughs> you know, it was it was a really weird situation. Um, you know, like you said, Tanner kind of motioned over multiple times, and from accounts of people who were at the game, he had been trying to get the umpire's attention to do something about the rain for for a little while. And again, it was pouring. You could. At this point, you could definitely tell it was on TV, and it just looked like a miserable place to be. Um, again, it's incredibly unsafe on all that turf to be out there like that. And Banner just, like you said, made one pitch and then said, "That's it for me." And you know, it it was it's scary because, like you said, we don't know what happened, and as Davis didn't seem to be too injured, neither did Tanner, but you could kind of read some body language and see that it was probably worse than we all thought. My hope is just he slipped on the turf and tweaked something and got frustrated and said, you know, I don't want to deal with this. You know, they're going to delay this game at some point or, you know, hopefully he just probably tweaked something and and something didn't feel right and, didn't see, didn't think that it was worth going much longer than he did. And then, you know, of course, as soon as they pull him, they delay the game. And, you know, it's, I, I hate playing the what if game because it very well could have easily happened in the first pitch after the rain delay, if they had delayed it beforehand. But it, it was, it was not a very good situation whatsoever. And I, I do think that the officials should have called the game at you know before that ever happened. Yeah, and uh, moving on, uh, before the rain delay ended, uh, Butch Thompson came back out about forty five minutes after it started, and they the umpires were were wanting to resume play, and the mound was still uh, soaking wet. It was still uh, sprinkling, and uh, looking at the radar, there were still some heavy showers yet to come through. Um, can, considering all of that, Butch Thompson went out there and was like, and, and showed the umpire, this mound is wet, this mound is slippery, you can feel it yourself, and you can see that it's soaking wet. Um, and when the umpire refused to listen to Butch, um butch became unhappy and (laughs) um and it just escalated from there and if you know anything if you know anything about butch thompson butch thompson is not an unhappy guy butch is a very happy man and a very nice man but when he becomes unhappy he becomes very unhappy um so uh butch uh whispered to the umpire his thoughts on the matter and for some reason, whispering got him thrown from the game. Um, if you, you you're, go- you're you're a little you're a little too kind on on that. Um, you know, it was 
it escalated and you can just watch it escalate butch was out there calm and collected like he always is and something in the conversation turned and you could see him he just shook his head as if to say i can't believe you said that to the home plate umpire and then it just continued and he got more and more annoyed and and frustrated and it just he he wasn't hiding it at all and then he went full on you know major league baseball bobby cotts meltdown and it's not something you see out of butch it's not something you see out of many college coaches and you know a lot of people know that gus balzan prides himself on never cussing he's he's no cuss gus for a reason Butch is kind of that same way. I don't know about his, you know, thoughts on cursing at all, but he's he's one to not enjoy blowing up. He he likes to to stay calm and, you know, in my sense kind of prides himself on that. So to see him just blow up like he did, personally I loved it. I loved seeing that emotion out of him. I loved seeing him stick up for his team and his players like that. And I mean, you and I are already big fans with butch thompson but i'm even more so one now after that yeah i was it was great to see butch stick up for his player and stick up for his team um but they resumed play anyways um after they dragged butch off of the field um (laughs) but uh the closest the tigers got it um after that was auburn uh, it was seven to nothing, and Auburn closed it to seven to five. And then uh, Vandy just opened up the floodgates and uh, scored uh, five run or four runs, I think, in the bottom of the seventh or eighth. And the final score was twelve to six. But uh, Judd Ward had three hits in his leadoff role, and it was a it was a good night for Stephen Williams and Will Holland as well. Um, just a uh, an uncommon night, unfortunately for them this season, um, to have a good night. But it was a it was a good night for them. Stephen went two of four. Will was one of two with a home run. Um, but the pitching just, uh, for lack of another word, sucked um, all weekend. Um, Tanner struggled. Um, yes, the rain was an issue, but. He was struggling before before the rain. Um, Elliot struggled. Skipper struggled. Will Morrison looked good. He was a um, an exception, uh, but it was just the start of a horrid weekend. So Friday um, made the trip on up there, and unfortunately, it was a good trip, fun trip, good food, uh, good hospitality. Um, I mean, most of the Vanderbilt fans we were, I was around, were kind, very nice. Um, but the baseball still sucked. Um, so, Clint, uh, tell us about Friday night. It was much the same story as Thursday. Vanderbilt is just a really, really good team and is able to jump out to a lead really quick. And it's just hard to fight back from this. Um, <laughs> Richard Fitz got the start, and after having a really good couple of outings recently, just didn't seem to have it as much against Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, but I mean, so to, to Richard's credit, 
Uh, not many people have had it have had it against Vanderbilt this season. Um, oh no, you're absolutely so. But go ahead and continue on. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, your guy Blake Seleshi, that you cannot say his last name, uh, actually really showed out on Friday. Went three and two thirds, didn't allow a run, and had three strikeouts. Um, really gave Auburn a good chance in the middle couple innings. Um, Will Morrison once again looked pretty good and gave almost an, you know one and two thirds of an inning. Um, two hits but no runs. Vanderbilt's pitching is just absolutely so good. And um, Kumar Rocker, son of Auburn football legend Tracy Rocker, was just fabulous. Had seven innings pitched, had a career high of 10 strikeouts, and just just gave Auburn fits. And he's got just a nasty fastball and, you know, had, had a really nice sinker to, to finish off a lot of those 10 strikeouts. Yeah, it was um, – I mean – I would say Friday night was um, the story of that game uh, was two things, missed opportunities and Kumar Rocker. Uh, Like you said, Kumar was just dominant. Uh, I mean, at, you know, certain point you can't, you got to stop. I mean, stop throwing blame um, on your team and just tip your hat to the other team. Kumar was better than Auburn on Friday night. Um, I mean, 10 strikeouts, uh, just a dominant performance. But, uh, I mean, the only really positives were uh, Rankin, Rankin Woley and Ryan Bliss both had two hits. Um, besides that, I mean, and, I mean, Blake Scalici and Will Morrison, yes, that was, that, that was some positives as well. But besides that, um, the positives kind of stopped. So, but yeah, you're right. Auburn, Auburn had a lot of opportunities to to do something this game. Auburn left the bases loaded in the eighth and the ninth inning. Auburn left ten men on base the entire yeah. night, and you know it was just the same kind of thing that's been plaguing Auburn in these losses is untimely hitting, and you know the ability to to get a timely hit and do something with a runner on base has not been this team's strength this season and it just was magnitude this weekend yeah no doubt and uh, I'll be interested to see um, kind of what Butch does with the lineup versus Alabama this weekend because I, I mean I like the lineup but it's just it's not producing runs. It's producing a lot of hits, but it's just not producing runs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with the lineup um, coming up Friday night um, versus Alabama. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, before we get to that, let's talk about Saturday's game uh, versus Vanderbilt. We uh, lost 9-5. to five. Vanderbilt finished the sweep. Of the Auburn Tigers, uh, Judd Ward uh, continued his strong weekend with a three of three for five performance from his leadoff role, and Rankin Woley hit a hit a home run. Um, I want to say in the bottom of the seventh or bottom of the eighth um, that closed the gap that closed the gap a little bit, 
but the Tigers still just couldn't and ever um, couldn't ever muster up a a, a big rally, and um, it cost them all three games. Uh, but the I mean the story from Friday night continued into Saturday. The Tigers left the bases loaded in the first inning. Um, so that's three innings in a row, eighth, ninth, and first inning, where t- Auburn had loaded the bases and didn't get anything out of it. So, and Auburn, Auburn had a really good first inning on Saturday, and Judd had a leadoff single on the first pitch of the game, and I think Auburn had two guys on base with no outs or you know bases loaded with one out kind of situation, and just couldn't do anything with it. Um, you know, it was nice to get one run, but Vanderbilt is so good at the beginning of the game. He scored five runs in the first three innings on Saturday. He scored four in the first inning on Friday and Thursday night in the second and third innings, they scored three and four runs. And, you know, if you had to play from behind all weekend, it's just really tough, especially when your pitching staff isn't great at the moment and isn't deep and has already been used a lot in the weekend and also when your bats are having issues with the Vanderbilt pitching staff it's just it's not an easy way to come back yeah no not at all but um I mean giving up nine runs it's gonna be hard to hard to win a ball game um Brooks Fuller got the start um he struggled, uh, only went an inning and two thirds, uh, gave up two run or gave up four runs. Two were earned. Um, but he walked two guys and just a, a rough, rough go of things from Brooks Fuller. Uh, Jack Owen came in, kind of calmed the boat down for a little bit. Um, but Jack still, um, Brooks left the game with bases loaded and Jack comes in and walks the first first batter. Um, so when you walk in, because uh, Brooks walked in a guy as well, when you walk in two runs, um, I mean, you're just giving them runs. I mean, you've gotta, we've got to figure something out. Um, I don't know. What Auburn's, it, Auburn's pitching has just been played this season by balls and bases on balls. And, you know, that was such a strength last season, especially with Casey Mize. Auburn didn't walk many batters last year, but it's just flipped on its head this season. And it seems like, it seems like almost every at bat, it's a very easy possibility that they're going to get walked. And, you know, a walk turns into two and then it just, you know, especially with this young pitching step this season, I don't know if they're just not accustomed to the SEC life, even at this point, or, if it's just all mental because it just seems to once you get one walk it cascades into more and more issues and again just playing from behind yeah definitely and also um a guy that we haven't mentioned um i know that we mentioned in the previous show um previewing vanderbilt uh jj bladay um he struggled much of the weekend uh for vanderbilt um i think on I don't know about Thursday night, but I think on Friday he struck out two or three times. Um, Saturday he struck out, I know, at least once. But uh, he also found his groove on Saturday. Um, first thing against Brooks Fuller, uh, 
the leadoff guy got on base, and then blood, uh, then blood, blood day came up and just smashed one um, over the left field wall. Uh, and I mean, at a certain point, you good players are going to do good things. Um, so you just got to tip your hat to him. But even even Cody Greenhill, uh, and I mean Cody's been extremely strong. Just a kind of a a what's the word I'm looking for a a strong point in the bullpen. Um, struggled greatly on Saturday. Um, only went an inning and two thirds, giving up three earned runs and five hits. Um, so I mean, pretty much everybody struggled. Um, this weekend. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just been, this was such a microcosm of the season and, you know, Vanderbilt did such a good job of just exposing so many weaknesses of Auburn baseball front and center, back and forth, pitching and batting and fielding. And, you know, Auburn's, Auburn's strengths are not at their best right now. And Auburn's weaknesses are starting to be really big weaknesses, especially with pitching, um, losing a couple of guys and with the status of Tanner Burns completely up in the air at this point. Um, I mean, Auburn's Auburn's going to have to get something going at the plates because at this point, the pitching is not going to be shut down like, like they were last year. Yeah, no, uh, unfortunately not at all, but uh, we just, we got to move on. Um, we can't, we can't sulk and, um, take this one into next weekend because we welcome um the university of east mississippi to town um or i think that's what it says in my notes but i think there's some school over there uh alabama or something i don't know what it is yeah i've heard of her welcome the crimson tide to town um and alabama currently sits at five and 16 in the sec but let me tell you, we can't we can't look over the Crimson Tide. Uh, I know two years ago the Crimson Tide came into town at the end of the season uh, with, with only two SEC wins, two SEC wins the entire season, and they swept us. Um, they ended Why, up. Glad you remind me of that. They ended up five and twenty-five <laughs> in the league, and out of those five wins, three were against Auburn. So, uh, so it was so we, such a terrible weekend. Yeah, well, tell, tell me about it. And then I had my wisdom teeth taken out Monday morning. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But um, anyways, um, Alabama this year their record is five and sixteen in the SEC, but they are much better than a five and sixteen team. It's uh, a a compliment to the rest of the conference, uh, how strong the rest of the conference is, is uh, the reason for that, for their record. But, I mean, Alabama is no joke this year, um, unfortunately. Uh, they've they've played the toughest schedule in the SEC so far. Um, so just can't overlook Alabama, um, unfortunately. Uh, talented team with a bunch of close losses. Um, so it'll that'll be a fun series. Clint, are you going to be able to make it home for that series? I will be in town. 
down for the weekend, um, but we'll only be able to make Saturday's game. So I, I'm I'm so looking forward to being back at Plainsman. It feels like it's been forever since I've been back. But I mean, you're right. This it's been years. I mean, <laughs> I I, re- I remember I remember little young Clint, uh, ten, 10 years old. That was last time I saw him at Plainsman Park. Feels okay. like. <laughs> um, but no, it's but getting back to Bama. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. This is a good team. They beat Auburn in Montgomery for the annual Capital City Classic. Um, this series always seems to be a tough fight. Um, honestly, it feels I don't have the historical stats for it, but in recent years, it feels like it's been the away team coming away better than than the home team. So, you know, you can't, can't overlook Alabama, especially with a bad records. Like you said, they, they really just shook Auburn two years ago. Um, Auburn just has to completely forget about Nashville and come back home and just play the kind of ball that we know Auburn's able to play and, and get a couple of wins. Cause you know, we, we've talked about it the past couple of weeks. That 15 win number is a huge milestone, and Auburn really missed a big opportunity to, to get one game closer this weekend. Yeah. Um, so hopefully the the Tigers can can right the ship um, against Alabama. There is, uh, um, it's to be noted, there is no midweek game this week because of the student athletes um, are taking finals. Uh, final exams this week so keep the student athletes in our thoughts and prayers and um, wish them the best of luck on finals final exams but um, some discussion points I have listed here is obviously the the big one is Tanner Burns health Um, we've already hit that a little bit but uh, I mean I think it comes down to if we have Tanner Burns um any the rest of the regular season I think we I think we make I think we make the postseason and we make a regional if we do not have Tanner Burns it is going to be very very difficult to make a regional um so I think that's what it comes down to make the postseason at all uh yes because uh in order to get to the postseason it usually takes 15 SEC wins, maybe 14, but it usually takes 15 to get there. And that means going five and four in our last nine SEC games. Um, so you tell me where you see five wins if Tanner Burns is not pitching. No, I, I agree with you. Um, it, it's going to be a really hard fight for this team. And I think that, because the SEC is so good this season, and you know Auburn is still a top twenty-five, top thirty team even after this weekend, um, I think that maybe thirteen would be pushing it. But you know, like you said, fourteen wins would probably be a good lot to even get into the tournament. Um, you know, we're Auburn's got to potentially win out to even think about hosting, but hosting's not really the concern at this point. It's having a healthy team come postseason. Yeah. I I would agree with that. And yeah, I mean, I still I still feel confident about our postseason hopes, but we have to have Tanner back. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Must have Tanner Burns. 
something else that uh, deals with pitching, Auburn pitching, is um, Davis Daniel had a successful surgery this past week. He had Tommy John surgery, and right afterwards, his his mom tweeted out a picture of him, and he looked he looked fine and um, very encouraging news from Davis Daniel. And it'll be interesting to see if he returns for his senior season um, because he passed up a lot of money and a 11th round draft pick to uh, come back to Auburn this year and then only threw two innings. So it'll be interesting to see if um, if he passes it up again or he takes the money and runs. So um, we'll see about that. But question that I have um, is who do we want to see more out of the bullpen? And that's kind of a difficult question because a lot of the bullpen pieces may have to start this weekend. So let's just talk about who do we think we need to see on the mound um, to have a successful weekend against Alabama. I mean, Auburn desperately needs to see Jack Owen get a couple more innings out on the mound this weekend. Um, you know, I think he's only thrown two, two and a couple of out innings the last two weeks and around the 35, 40 pitch mark. And, you know, they, they interviewed him on the, the broadcast this weekend and he seemed to, you know, they asked him about his schedule and he thinks that, you know, a couple, couple of relief appearances will probably get him to a, the starting role at some point in a couple of weeks. But I, I think that you need to see Jack go for three or four innings this weekend, if not more. Um, we get Tanner back. You know, I'm not not banking on Tanner at this point, but you know, Auburn really could use Brooks Fuller and uh, Richard Fitz playing like they did two and three weeks ago. Uh, those two guys have been great breakout stars the last half of the season, and really going to need them to to keep it going. Yeah, definitely. And another, um, we're going to need Ryan Watson has had good performances through um, off and on throughout the season. We're going to need him on and Will Morrison as well. Will Morrison had a strong weekend this past weekend at Vanderbilt. Um, one of the few, but we're going to need to see him do well. And um, another name is Garrett Wade. Garrett Wade is either off or he's on. And we're going to need him on and throw in strikes um, this weekend because it is going to literally take everybody. Um, it's going to take the entire bullpen uh, to have a – There won't be one guy left on Sunday. No, I really don't think there will be um, to have a successful weekend uh, because this weekend, this entire weekend is going to be a by-committee weekend uh, for the Auburn Tigers. But one last – um, note before we give our players of the week and head out that I actually wrote down after uh, I sent Clint the notes um, is tonight, Casey Mize, boom, ba- boom baby, in his double-A debut with the Erie Seawolves, uh, goes nine-inning, complete game, no-hitter with seven strikeouts. Um, was one one walk away from a perfect game um so i think i i think that's a pretty good double a debut wouldn't you say <laughs> i i would say so uh casey's been lighting it up so far and 
and hopefully we get to see him with the Detroit Tigers real soon. Yeah, I'm looking at Twitter here. I really I don't have a clue who these who these guys are, but the first two comments are bring him up and 2023 World Series championship confirmed. So I think the the Ti- Detroit Tigers fans are excited to say the least about Casey Mize and the future as they should be. Yes, and the future of of Casey. But before we head out, let's give our Hitchcock Heckler Players of the Week. And I'll go first um, with the guy whose name I can't pronounce, uh, (laughs) but I'm going to try anyways, Blake Scalesi. Scalesi, Scalesi, something like that. Um, But you know, but I'm sure he's dealt with this most of his most of his life with substitute teachers. In fact, what I am right now, um, teaching at Opelika High School, we'll just leave it at Blake. Uh, Blake, 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 way to go. Um, huge outing um, in relief from you this weekend uh, to give the Tigers a little uh, glimmer of hope um, with three and two-thirds innings of no-run no baseball. Shout out to Blake because I can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> Uh, my my guy is somebody that I know is very close to and dear to you. Um, Judd Ward! I think Judd, Judd Ward. <laughs> Judd oh. Ward had a really good weekend. Um, played very well at the plate. Um, that leadoff hit on Saturday is especially what comes to mind. Uh, just I, I like how Judd played this weekend and, and I think we need some more of that going forward. Yeah, Judd. Uh, I think Judd had at least at least five hits, or well, he had three hits on Thursday and three hits on Saturday. So, um, and I think he had one or two on uh, Friday. So Judd had at least seven or eight hits um, on the weekend. So a huge weekend from Judd Ward and a uh, a great player of the week from you. Great choice. Uh, I can't sing, sing those praises enough for that choice. <laughs> but uh, I think that'll do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to e2cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?